the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And search for uh, the Your Financial Editor program. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hope things are going well for you and your family. Good program. Interesting top stories. Some important economic data. We had a two-day Federal Reserve meeting this week. And also joining me, Dr. Jane Orient. She's the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. We're going to get an update on the virus, what it did, um, obviously, medically, what it did to businesses out there, uh, the financial impacts, um, the kind of um, the, the fodder, if you will, that came with the virus as far as lockdowns and mental illness and uh, people losing jobs, things of that nature. So we're going to jump into that with her in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Uh, quite a few polls uh, are coming out, and they're all kind of painting a very bleak picture. So we saw this week alone the number of Americans living paycheck to paycheck has increased over this past uh, 12-month period, with more than half of consumers left with little money to spend at the end of the month. So the survey was conducted by uh, Payments and Lending Club. It was published on the 30th of January. And it's based on a survey of uh, over 3,900 U.S. consumers. So a pretty broad um, view, if you will, on this issue. And um, it found that at the end of last year, Around 64% of consumers said they were living paycheck to paycheck, marking 9.3 million more than the year before. So the figure includes around 8 million consumers making more money than $100,000 per year. So this isn't, I mean, obviously, it's as I've said from the very beginning, um, this is the, the hardest on the poor, the fixed income single moms. But when you start looking at the heaviness of this terrible economy um, for people making over $100,000 per year, it really gets your attention because then people start saying, yeah, it's not just talk. It's not just the way I feel. It's uh, felt broadly um, throughout the country. So um, in addition, the study found that 27% of consumers believe their personal finances will get even worse this year. That's not what you want to see. That's not optimistic. Uh, That's going in the wrong direction. It's just the opposite of what people are being told. Literally, just the opposite. But, you know, there's that thing out there that when you have these uh, corrupt politicians and corrupt uh, folks in the media, they're going to keep telling you things that aren't true. And unfortunately, through that repetition, a lot of people believe it. They're actually whittled down, if you will. And um, they, they start to believe what they hear. And therein lies the danger, or even more danger, I should say. And then according to a recent Gallup poll... Americans say that uh, government is their number one problem. Um, In response to the question, here is the question. What do you think is the most important problem facing the country today? 21% of Americans said government, up from 15% last year. Uh, Other top concerns for Americans are, in order, immigration, the economy in general, unifying, uh, unifying the country, race relations, poverty, crime, and family decline. That is a very, very sad poll. But it's pretty accurate. Um, You know, people are extremely frustrated with this administration on both sides of the aisle and those in the middle, really. So the editorial director at the Heartland Institute uh, was 
kind of responding to this Gallup poll saying perhaps most Americans think government is the most pressing problem because almost all of the other problems are a result of poor government policy and lackluster leadership. And if the Biden administration hadn't spent trillions of dollars, he continued, well after the worst days of the virus, inflation would be less. Right. And if the Biden administration hadn't opened the border, illegal immigration would not be the catastrophe that it currently is. And he finished by saying, and if the Biden administration had not gone all in on its diversity, equity, inclusion, ridiculous, stupid initiatives, that's uh, my uh, input there. It's quite likely that crime would not be as awful as it currently is. So the Gallup poll followed a Pew Research poll of last year that stated Americans remain deeply distrustful and dissatisfied with their government. Just 20 percent say they trust the government in Washington to do the right thing. Um, You know, so that's not a huge surprise. Um, I mean, obviously, they're losing more and more confidence just as you name it, whether it's the Department of Energy or governors in certain states with their ridiculous policies, or if it's uh, the FBI, which unfortunately, me knowing someone that was with the FBI forever and hearing about it, um, as you know, the years have gone by, it's really, really, when they say it's corrupt, like he did, I mean, he, he means it, he knew, he saw it, he lived it. Uh, And then you look at the Department of Justice. Thank the good Lord in heaven that Merrick Garland didn't get on the Supreme Court because we see how twisted and evil that guy is. So there's no way that he deserved that lifetime appointment. I mean, you know, some of the others like Brown, they just got on there who doesn't know what a woman is, which is extremely funny. That's just entertaining to say that someone's on the Supreme Court of the United States of America who doesn't know what a woman is, and she is one. <laughs> so, you know, it's um, it's crazy, but that's what's going on. That's why people are losing confidence. Um, that's why they don't trust the media. All these uh, reports and polls and surveys coming out. And the other thing is I saw um, – is uh, more Americans are falling behind on their car payments at the highest rate since the Great Recession. That's over a decade ago. So you've got the Federal Reserve that have jacked up interest rates. We'll get to that because they did it again this week. Uh, You've got the high inflation. We were talking about people um, are running out of money. They don't have enough money just for necessities. Well, a car payment is a necessity, especially if you're a responsible individual who's working your you-know-what off to make the country better, to make your life better, to make your family's life better. Um, But it's pretty hard to do in this environment, again, with um, wasteful spending, um, things that are made up uh, based on uh, the false narrative of climate change and all the other junk that that they're lying about out there. Um, On your back, by the way, um, that's where all this is being put. So, yeah, people are having a hard time. Uh, with uh, their their payments, and one of the big ones is uh, auto loans. So we see that there um, there was um, auto loan performance in December saw further deterioration as delinquent by more than sixty days increased, uh, and it was up almost twenty seven percent from where it was a year ago. That's I mean these are serious moves. These are, you know, these are serious numbers. And it's not one poll or one survey. It's it's everywhere, right? So just terrible, terrible policy. Here's some good news for you. you. May have never heard of the guy's name, but you're feeling his pain. Brian Deese. He's a top economic advisor to Biden. He's one of the architects of the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. Um. You know, he was part of the fake infrastructure bill, you know, where they were renaming what infrastructure is, all the waste in that bill. And I'll say it again. 
uh, just like the bill that was passed uh, right before Christmas. Shame on all the Republicans that voted for it in the House and the Senate. Shame on you. I hope you all lose re-election because that's exactly what you deserve. But this guy, Deese, you know, he was behind the ridiculous Build Back Better plan, which was just the opposite. And then it just, you know, they put different lipstick, a little more lipstick on it, took a couple things out, and then they passed it as the Inflation Reduction Act. So this guy, thank goodness, is headed out the door. So we've got one down, what do you think, maybe twenty five or 30,000 that are still in government, whether elected or appointed or uh, just in regular jobs that are in the way of all the hardworking government employees who are trying to make the, the country better as they provide for themselves and their family, right? At least we got one guy going out the door. I don't know who his replacement's going to be. Probably not any better, but um, we can only hope, right? So that guy's, uh, that guy's headed out. Like I said, thank goodness. Um, and then, you know, the people down south in Mexico, they were really uh, being bold this week, saying that um, Mexico's agricultural sector has U.S. farmers concerned um, because of our corn crop production. So uh, basically what we're seeing and hearing is that uh, Mexico is uh, – they're not going to – they don't want to buy our corn going forward because of um, the uh, genetic uh, – forms of corn that the American farmer uses that's uh it repels insects it grows better the harvests are bigger more people are fed but um you know last year I think Mexico bought more than 10 billion dollars worth of yellow and white U.S. corn uh just that last season alone so you know basically they're saying yeah we're gonna ban this modified corn that you guys know and if that happens, um, then you talk about a serious problem. And Biden was just down there a couple weeks ago. So you'd think he picked the phone up, this, you know, supposedly the guy that acts like he's, what, uh, Lunchbox Joe or whatever he tries to be, which, you know, he can't even spell that probably. But, um, you know, you'd think he'd stick up for the farmers, Right. Um, but he and President Obrador, I think they're two peas in a pod. They're both pushing as many illegal immigrants into the U.S. as possible. That's a fact. Um, and you know, the other thing we've talked about this, we talked about it a couple weeks ago with, uh, the fella in charge of the largest, uh, independent ranchers association in our country, all the problems we have with, um, with with that industry from outside, you know, foreign countries uh, getting the bulk of the market share. But we talked about this. What's Bill Gates got to do with this? You have to wonder. I mean, Bill Gates and you know, he's the largest agricultural landowner in the in the country. Two hundred eighty seven thousand plus acres. Is he behind this? What's he going to do with, uh, you know, with those agricultural acres? Is, are we going to be, because he's involved in the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and all this, even though he's just a computer geek, um, he's going to, what, tell you what to eat? Well, one way of doing it, like he came out and said, is, you know, he really thinks that fake meat, fake chicken, et cetera, um, is, is going to become more popular, he hopes. But what else is he going to grow that he's going to want to, corner the market on along with other elitists and make you eat or drink or whatever it might be. That's my question. I, I didn't hear it anywhere. I just, uh, you know, it, it bothers me. It really does. Something's not right with Bill Gates and these others with what they're trying to do with, uh, with our supplies and, uh, and, and various um, uh, production that we have here in the U S um, I, something really good, positive, I wanted to share with you. Uh, Texas led the United States in terms of natural gas output in 2022 
with the state breaking its own production record. Congratulations to Texas and to those policies. They contributed to millions of jobs as well as billions of dollars uh, in state tax revenues. Uh, Just common sense. You see how capitalism and free markets and um, and lower regulation and government employment involvement can impact employment and um, and and energy. I mean, just something that is so needed. But they hit a new record of more than 11.2 trillion cubic feet of natural gas in 2022. Uh, that's equal to the output of the next two top states combined. So um, this is really, really good, uh, obviously, for the residents and for others that they were able to um, export to who really need this, uh, this inexpensive and clean and efficient reliable energy. Uh, But in Texas, you know, direct and indirect employment in that sector stood at 2.6 million jobs. 2.6 million jobs. The average annual wage of the industry in the state of Texas in that industry or in that sector, over $139,000 a year. That's over 100% higher than the average private sector wage in Texas, according to the report I saw. So good for you guys. And please keep cranking out that reliable uh, energy and keep it as cheap as possible, especially, again, for the poor people and those folks, um, you know, that are on fixed incomes, the single moms, that you're doing a great job and uh, hope you continue. We'll look at some economic data on the other side of this, including the jobs report. Really got you scratching your head on this one. be calling you up today taking out a nap this Chevrolet there's a ring in the window just down the street I want to marry her she wants to marry me it can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. At Ashley's Greatest Mattress Marathon, queen mattresses start at $269. Our best brands, Ashley Beauty Rest Black and Beauty Rest Harmony Lux Hybrid, marked down to move fast, plus up to 60 months no interest financing, only at Ashley, America's number one furniture and mattress store. A station you can trust, with news you can count on, and the personalities you know. 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Check it out there. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, so we've got a lot of data this week. We've got a lot of earnings this week. You, you just, I think you're drawn to the jobs uh, situation because the numbers are all over the chart. They make absolutely no sense. So what we saw first was the ADP report showing hiring by U.S. companies slowed sharply in January. Now, that was the latest sign that the labor market was starting to cool off, according to the ADP report. Companies only added 106,000 jobs last month, much lower than the ADP estimate of economists for 178,000. And it was a major drop from the number we saw back in December. Um, The bulk of the gains in January were for leisure and hospitality. Um, Now, by size, 
only large and medium businesses saw job gains last month. Okay, that's large and medium businesses. Small businesses, which have struggled the most with the inflation crisis, lost 35,000 workers. Excuse me, 75,000 workers. It was even worse. 75,000 workers last month. So then we see a report that comes from the government showing that uh, job openings increased to 11 million in December, up from 10 and a half million the previous month. So, you know, when you look at these job openings, it's simple. If you want to work, there's a job there for you, right? Then the number for unemployment, that weekly number from last week, went down 3,000. And then yesterday, we get this uh, report showing that you've got, uh, according to the Labor Department, 517,000 jobs that were created last month. 517,000 jobs that were created last month alone. The unemployment rate went down to 3.4%. And everybody, when they heard this number, 517,000 jobs. Economists were looking for 185,000 jobs, right? And I'll take you back to the ADP report. Just over 100,000 jobs were added, according to them. And the Department of Labor comes out and says 517,000 jobs. So I don't know how long you've been listening to the program. We've been doing it for over 25 years. The worst period of labor data came during the uh, Obama administration. I forget. I think they went through three or four labor secretaries, and they were all terrible The information wasn't correct. They were always um, coming out with revisions. Now you've got this number, 517,000 jobs, and there's talk about this labor secretary going and working for the uh, National Hockey League. (laughs) You know, none of these numbers just don't make sense. They, They really don't. And... I feel so bad, again, for those hardworking individuals at labor. You know, you've got uh, – when they say government being weaponized, it's true. It's not an exaggeration. You know, I talked about it a, a couple weeks ago. Well, that was the latest time I talked about it, where the Biden administration at the end of the year came out and said, you know, we're going to allow uh, these fiduciary money managers – with your pension and investment money to put the performance in the back seat behind um, the lies of their climate agenda and their, um, you know, ESG, um, environmental, social governance, baloney. So not only are they going to do that, but then when you look at various data, you're going to not, when they compare that, investment with ESG compared to none, you're not going to make as much money. <laughs> and this is all what they want. It's that they're going to try to control and the Department of Labor actually is behind that. See, they can't get these things passed out in the open. Uh, again, Obama did this uh, with the Department of Labor as well. They do it with the Department of Energy, Department of Interior. If you're watching and reading all the things that they're doing, Um, it'll make your head spin. It's just terrible. So they want to do it through agency action as opposed to having the people that are voted into office that are representing their constituents actually have a discussion, read about it, uh, take the temperature of their constituents, and then vote whichever way uh, they think they should vote. But they won't do that. So, um, yeah, so the, again, take take it or leave it, these n- numbers this week, because they are all over the chart, as I said. Um, and then we get the two-day uh, Fed meeting that ended on um, Wednesday. Jerome Powell came out, said we're raising interest rates another quarter point. 
So that takes us to between four and a half, four and three quarters. Um, and uh, they're not done yet, which, of course, they can't be done. Why can't they be done? Because if you have an inflation target rate of 2% and the December reading was still up at 6.5%, how can you be done? And it's your fault, by the way, that you let it happen and called it transitory. And now he's starting to give himself pre-credit that the recession or the soft landing, if you will, is going to be maybe better than what he thought. So what, you're supposed to impress us with that after you allowed the inflation to happen by printing too much money along with Biden for spending trillions and trillions of dollars in your personal pet projects? We're not impressed with that. At least not those that are paying attention and really understand what's going on. And speaking of what's going on, we're going to be talking about the virus. My guest on the other side, uh, Dr. Jane uh, Orient. She is a medical doctor. She's the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. And um, we're going to talk to her about really just an update on the virus. Um, I just I want to get an opinion from a medical doctor and uh, and see, you know, through all the, the fog, um, the tinted lenses that, you know, all the talking heads on TV that are in the pocket of Big Pharma or uh, maybe they're investors themselves or maybe they have a reason to bury a story. Um, so we'll just get uh, her take. She's going to talk about – I'm not a football person. Uh, I don't follow any pro sports. Stopped about 15, 17 years ago because they don't know how to act. Um but she actually, in one of her pieces she recently wrote, uh, talked about that Buffalo Bills player, DeMar Hamlin, and his collapse on the field. And so we'll get her opinion on to, uh, you know, we're hearing these stories. Unfortunately, it's truly sad, but we're hearing about these things more and more. So that's right on the other side. My first rifle was a two forty-three. The Papa gave daddy and daddy gave to me. And they tell me how to shoot with the steady hand. This is 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Now. WFMD News. Maryland is steering toward a recreational marijuana industry with greater social equity with licenses for minority-owned businesses and proceeds directed to areas adversely impacted by the war on drugs. Lawmakers said Friday that the measure before the General Assembly will enable the state's existing medical marijuana businesses to sell recreational cannabis as well if they pay a new fee based on the size of the business. The cold temperatures we're experiencing can put a damper on your vehicle if it's not up to par. AAA Mid-Atlantic spokeswoman Regina Ali says check your tire pressure more often than you normally would. Typically for every 10 degree drop in temperature we see that, uh, meaning you'll likely have to add uh, air to your car's tires as the weather gets colder. Uh, The proper tire pressure is very important um, and you also want to make sure that you have sufficient depth and tread. She also says you need to make sure that your fluids are tapped off. Your antifreeze should be at a 50-50 ratio with water. Uh, You can check the antifreeze mix at the overflow reservoir bottle with an inexpensive tool called a battery hydrometer. Loretta Gaines, Mid-Maryland's Radio News Center, 930 WFMD. Frederick County Secondary and Curriculum Specialist Colleen Beal told WFMD that this year the Elementary and Secondary Science Fair and the Elementary Social studies fair are returning to Frederick County students. The projects displayed will feature a wide variety of subjects chosen by students. Pets are popular. You know, is your dog right paw or left paw preference? That sort of thing. Both the science and social studies fair will be held on Saturday, March 25th at Tuscarora High School. I'm Kevin McManus, WFMD News. 
Fox News. I'm Karen McHugh. The White House says they're considering downing that Chinese spy balloon once it's over the Atlantic and then picking up the pieces. U.S. officials have also told Fox News' Jennifer Griffin that they have mitigated the balloon's ability to collect data from sensitive sites. Since entering into the United States by way of Alaska, then spotted in Montana, it's maneuvered over several military bases. Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana, for one, where a large portion of the U.S.'s nuclear arsenal is kept. Fox's Alexandria Hoff, it's now over North Carolina. Trying to stay warm is a chore today across the Northeast as a polar vortex sends temperatures plummeting. Here in Boston, we reached peak negative 39 degree wind chill last night, overnight around 2 in the morning. That's the coldest wind chill ever in Boston's history. Fox Weather's Katie Byrne in Boston. America is listening to Fox News. The 930 WFMD Skyscan forecast for Frederick and the surrounding counties for this afternoon. Sunny, high about freezing, 32 degrees. Tonight, increasing clouds, low 27, warming up tomorrow for your Sunday. Mostly cloudy with a high of 50. Mostly cloudy Sunday night, low 35. Monday, mostly sunny, high 50. Partly cloudy on Monday night, low 31. Partly sunny Tuesday, high near 54. PJ's Roofing, when it comes to your roof, they have got you covered. Visit PJsRoofing.com. I'm Jim Tice. Here's Daily Hope with Pastor Rick Warren. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. For our present troubles are quite small, and they won't last very long, yet they are producing in us an eternal glory, which will last forever and is greater than anything we can imagine. You won't be in heaven one minute, and you'll be going, what was I thinking? It was worth it all. Hear more from Rick Warren at PastorRick.com. Tune into The Flatline every Sunday at 7 a.m. on 930 WFMD. Join Rick Hughes as he communicates clear and concise biblical principles designed to awaken the conscience of the hearers and remind them of age-old divine norms and standards. You'll be inspired, motivated, educated, but never manipulated. The Flatline, Sundays on 930 WFMD. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and uh, search your financial editor and you'll find it there. My, how the technology has changed since I started this over 25 years ago. Uh, now even podcasts are available. Gotta love that. Um, so thanks again for being with us this weekend. As always, as I mentioned right before the break, we were going to be jumping into our discussion with my guest, Dr. Jane Orient. She is the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. And um, I'll give out that uh, website in uh, just a little bit so you can go get a ton of free uh, educational and uh, just just a lot of good uh, information right at your fingertips. You can pull up that website and check it out. And it'll have to do with some of the things we talk about today. Um, and, uh, and obviously one of the things is just to get called up on um, the medical situation. Obviously, we've been through a lot lately, and uh, that's why we're turning to uh, Dr. Jane Orient to help us with that. Good morning, Dr. Orient. How are you? Well, good morning. It's great to talk to you. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for coming back on. I appreciate it. So I guess we'll start. uh, We'll keep it uh, basic like we always try to do. We're three years later. Uh, What's your take on the virus at this point? I think that there's still a lot of fear and a lot of misinformation and a lot of attack on people who allegedly are putting out misinformation, who are trying to get to the to the facts of the matter and to figure out what is going on that we had this worldwide catastrophe where virtually every government in the world in lockstep made the same very harmful decisions at exactly the same time often in exactly the same words so that the world's economy has taken a devastating impact people are going to starve um, especially in the in the poor countries of the world, the people in the United States are already seeing food shortages and resulting high prices. Uh, but, you know, eggs may be $9 a dozen now, but what if you can't get them at all? 
So the, the, the consequences of this are going to be felt for a long, long time. A lot of businesses have been irretrievably lost. And some of the most distressing things are the more boring things coming from financial analysts like Ed Dowd or insurance actuaries who are saying there's like a six sigma, which means an, an enormous increase in the number of excess unexpected deaths in younger, healthy, working age people. And what this is going to do to the life insurance industry or the disability insurance industry is going to be pretty horrendous, and I don't think we've begun to see it yet. Yeah, you're right. There's not a, a lot of talk about that, but um, for those of us who do pay attention, um, it really gets you know get your attention because you start hearing the statistics and the actuarial uh, information that's provided. And um, people, uh, when they do uh, start to get involved in that and read a little bit or learn a little more about that, it's uh, it's alarming to say the least. And I agree with you that, you know, unfortunately, even though we're three years deep, uh, there's a lot more pain in uh, some other areas that may be out of our peripheral vision that we're going to have to deal with as well. Um, as a as a medical doctor. You know, you said that it was, um, and I totally agree, it was uh, just a huge overreach by not only our government, but um, other governments around the world to just shut things down. Uh, do you have many colleagues who also feel the way you do, or were most, most of them just going along with things? Well, there are some who agree with me, but medical boards have been attacking doctors who don't agree who said something about masks, for example, that disagreed with the uh, public health authorities, or who pointed out that the vaccines were not free of side effects, or who prescribed long-accepted and approved safe drugs for early treatment of COVID and had excellent success in getting people well without going to the hospital. And the, the, the attack on the profession has been unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. Doctors aren't talking to each other anymore. They even suppress discussions on medical society websites about, well, what are you seeing in your patients and what are you doing and what effect is it having? It's all just get more shots into more arms, get the latest booster. You know, it was supposed to be one and done with at least the AstraZeneca vaccine, but that's no longer the case. We're up to, what, five shots, maybe six shots coming soon with, you know, with breakneck speed um, approval and just disregarding long-term side effects, which by their nature are not going to show up yet. And just, co just coincidentally, more people are dying and they're not dying of COVID at the very same time that these vaccines are supposed to be making us safe and getting us through this pandemic. Well, you know, and, and actually one of the things that's very troubling and that I just heard from you is that uh, you have um, medical doctors and, uh, and, and, and profession, professionals in the area not speaking to each other. I mean, I would venture to say that that's been a blessing over the years and how many problems were solved and people were healed is because of that collaboration. So if that's not going on, that's a, a, a major problem as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it is. And it's not entirely related to COVID. I mean, doctors have been out of the hospital. Primary care doctors have been out of the hospital for some time now due to managed care. They have been siloed into their various managed care organizations. They're spending so much time on busy work, they don't have time to talk to each other. Meetings were being cut back, continuing medical education meetings. But the pandemic really, really killed a lot of the of the meetings that, that were still persisting. And doctors were were not talking to each other, not getting together to, you know, have lunch or, or a talk or that kind of thing. Yeah. And they're all they're also afraid of running afoul of whatever the protocol is in their hospital or in their managed care organization, that they, they do not want to talk to patients about alternatives.
Well, again, thank you to you and, and other uh, uh, folks in the industry that are uh, beyond that and really put the patients, uh, uh, us, you know, first, because uh, we, we appreciate it. I know I do greatly. Um, talking with my guests this morning, Dr. Jane Orient. She's a medical doctor. She is the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. You can go to aapsonline.org. Uh, that's the that's the address, and you can get all this great stuff and updates and and learn more about the things we're talking about. Um, today or over the weekend. So I would encourage you to do that. So Dr. Orient, you know, one of the things going or sticking with for, for right now, the, um, the, the virus, you wrote a piece um, that I read. It was, uh, you did it on January the 18th, released it. Uh, Damar Hamlin matters to you. So for our listeners who might not uh, follow professional sports, for example, this was the Buffalo Bills, uh, football player who dropped on the field after a tackle and um, went into cardiac arrest and had to be uh, revived. Um, tell us your your view on this particular situation and others uh, that you may have, uh, have learned about. Well, athletes have dropped dead suddenly before, but it's happening with a much greater frequency now. Maybe one in 7,000 is the risk of uh, having sudden cardiac death while engaging in athletics. It does not have to be a contact sport. Uh, DeMar got tacked, or he tackled somebody and got hit in the chest and fell down. He got back up, and then he collapsed again. I mean, it was not the blow to the chest, which I'm told is not particularly remarkable in football, but something had sensitized his the conducting system of his heart, and he died on the field was fortunately revived by their automatic external defibrillator and some really competent medical personnel. He died again and was revived, but we are very grateful that he is now out of the hospital, was able to go to a game. But what happened to his heart is something that's of interest to everybody, his teammates, and the rest of us who may be looking at the same thing without the availability of these awesome medical facilities. And what what is going to happen to him? I think it is extremely likely that his career, in which he invested so much hard work, is going to be over because, you know, you can't play a game like football if your heart is uh, not pumping right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's um it, it's such a shame and and uh that was just one case got a lot of attention. And and you know, that's good because then we talk about it, right folks? So we we want to learn, we want to understand. Uh we don't want to just be in the echo chamber and um and and hear one side of things. We want to learn as much as possible. That's why we're having the conversation this morning with my guest Dr. Jane Orient. You can go to AAPS online.org and uh, check out uh, all of their information uh, and learn more about the organization. Uh, but, uh, and I would encourage you to do that. If not now, you know, over uh, the rest of the weekend, there's some really good stuff. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up with Dr. Orient. So stay tuned. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen Social Security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. It's Regency Furniture's biggest winter mattress super sale. Save up to $1,000 on adjustable sets and get up to a $300 instant gift with Tempur-Pedic. Plus, up to 60 months no interest financing at Regency Furniture. Visit RegencyFurniture.com for the store nearest you. It's a free talk weekend on 930 WFMD.
Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. You can grab it there. Interesting discussion this morning with our guest, Dr. Jane Orient. She is the executive director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Talking about the virus and, uh, again, you know, people are really trying to figure out, um, I mean, from all aspects, where it came from, who's responsible, why won't people ask certain questions, um, are folks compromised, and that puts them in a poor place to learn more and to protect, you know, the citizens of not just our country, but around the world. So um, I'm, I think we're going to get those answers, or at least some of them might take a while, but uh, fortunately, we have a lot of tenacious people out there that are committed to that. So, uh, you know, Dr. Orian, I think another thing that people are really, really scared about, concerned about, is fentanyl and these massive drug poisonings that we see here in our country. Um, It's just heartbreaking. Um, What's your take as a medical doctor on that entire issue that we've seen really just uh, explode over the last couple of years? Well, certainly it is disastrous, and the government is just seems to do things that are counterproductive. They are looking at doctors who prescribe desperately needed pain relief to patients. And patients, even post-operative patients or patients who have been in a serious accident, are often subject to agonizing pain because they can't get medicines that will help them. Whereas doctors' prescriptions were having virtually nothing to do with this explosion in overdose deaths from fentanyl. That has to do with with the tons of the drugs coming into our country and just with the the culture I think that has made it acceptable for people to take recreational drugs. So that you know, and they may be disguised as candy and and children or children may be encouraged by their classmates to just smoke a little pot. I mean, their parents weren't too concerned about it because they probably smoked some, one which must, was much less potent. But now even that is often contaminated with fentanyl that can be instantly fatal. Yeah, yeah. It can even be fatal to the person who's trying to revive you because the concentrations needed are so low. Yeah, and we, you know, we saw that with the uh, the the police officer who uh, inhaled some and and basically, you know, had to be uh, brought back to life. And there's other stories about that. And I I just don't um, I don't understand why there's not more of an uh, an outrage and 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 cry out there for people to be safe and you know really try to fight it. Of course, the easiest way to fight it is at the border. Um, like you said, um, you, you know, and thank God for the Border Patrol agents who are making these massive seizures of these drugs, especially fentanyl and methamphetamine and cocaine, whatever it might be. We see these numbers and they're staggering. And that's great. They're doing the best job they can do with, you know, one hand tied behind their back. But you still have to worry about how much makes it in here. And again, you look at the death numbers, and it's just so sad knowing um, that if we got really serious about it, uh, it, we could improve those numbers and save lives. Well, absolutely we could, and it's a good idea to have Narcan available much more, more readily. But the reason all that stuff is coming in this country is because it's very profitable, and Americans are buying it. There's a huge demand for that. Why we have so much education about secondhand smoke and nothing remotely comparable about drugs, particularly marijuana or heart, and also hard drugs and methamphetamine, showing what methamphetamine does to to make you age decades over you know a couple of years. What can happen with marijuana? The um, the dangers of contamination. Um, we are just why why are we not at least telling people about this? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's uh, it's it's something that should be, um, you know, broadcast, especially by people that supposedly are in leadership positions. We're seeing just the opposite. Um, you're seeing these things like you said, it used to maybe be somewhat innocent if somebody smoked a little pot. 
Um, and then, of course, that evolved into people taking uh, whatever, like Xanax or whatever it may be at colleges or Adderall or, you know, we hear that now and also in high schools. But you don't know if it's laced with fentanyl or some other type of deadly drug. So somebody, you know, just maybe trying to heighten their buzz at a par- college party and taking a pill um, who's never done serious drugs in their life. Not that that makes an excuse for what they're doing. I'm not trying to do that. But, you know, these these kids are they're overdosing and dying. Yeah, there are kids who are naive, who are not into the drug culture at all, who are who are dying from the first time they use. Thank you. I was I was trying to say that and you did it much better because, like you said, there's a there's a certain innocence out there. And, you know. Some of these kids are in very, very uh, high pressure situations and they're thinking, oh, okay, it's just going to, you know, like I said, heighten my buzz or whatever uh, with the beer I'm drinking. And then, God, it's tragic. They die. It is. And everybody's out for a buzz. And why is that? I mean, what's wrong with our culture that people are, are out seeking ever more powerful stimulants? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's an important discussion to have. And, and, and I'll come back to as a, we close things up is, you know, we appreciate what you're doing, the information that you make available. Again, folks, you can go to aapsonline.org. If you're driving, obviously, don't try to write it down. Just drop me an email and I'll send you the uh, the address um, aapsonline.org and you can read a lot more about this subject and others. I mean, they've got uh, on their homepage stuff about monkeypox and the uh, oh god the the terrible stuff that's going on with gender affirming um so you can stay strong as a mom and dad or as a grandmother or grandfather or a loving aunt and uncle or family friend uh to help people uh through the times that we're living in uh dr orion thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with us i enjoyed catching up with you again and uh, we appreciate all the information Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Have a a good rest of the weekend. And um, so there you have it, folks. You know, we talked about a lot, not everything, because we run out of time, of course. But um, the thing that you really get into is the pharmaceutical industry. And you wonder about what they're doing uh, with these vaccines and uh, and some other things. Uh, So um, we talk about that every now and then on the Morning News Express with uh, Bob Miller, Ryan Hendrick and I, or I'll talk about it here. But that's going to get ramped up because more and more we're learning um, about some um, some some shady things, to say the least. So um, and I will talk with you during the uh, the Morning News Express Monday through Friday, five fifty, six fifty, seven fifty a.m. Live conversations with my buddies Bob and Ryan. And then we'll be back here uh, next Saturday for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. Have a great rest of the weekend. Take care of each other. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success.